Most gracious and ever-living God, we give you great thanks and praise for this opportunity to gather together in your name. And we pray that you would be in the midst of us, most gracious God, and that you would, um, certainly I pray, that uh, take whatever words which I have to share this morning, and ultimately, Lord, we pray that we would hear your words um, spoken to us, that we might be continually drawn toward you and to one another, we beg, uh, in the name of your Son, who is Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Um, I forget exactly the, the, the title of today's class. You know, one of the funny things about being here at the Advent is uh, they want our titles a couple weeks out. Um, and, and y'all probably know me well enough to know that um, I don't have my class written two weeks out. Um, and so, so then it's like, okay, now what was my title again? So, um, but one of the things I really look forward to, Hopefully this, this isn't a, a, a total shank because it's trying to sort of share with you some, some wonderful things uh, from some wonderful authors, and, and hopefully that'll be able to translate uh, as I draw from some of that this morning. Let me, uh, and there's a number of different authors that I love, but uh, have any of y'all read any Wendell Berry or Marilyn Robinson? Okay, awesome. So uh, y'all will know where I'm off. Um, that's good. So there are they're, they're two um, two wonderful authors, and one of the things that's really uh, just has sort of fascinated me um, for a long time, and I think it's, it's probably um, not unique to me, is, and I know particularly, for instance, uh, early on in, in ministry, um, one of the challenges early on in ministry, at, at least for me, was thinking, you know what, um, this is, this is great where we are, but, but wherever we arrive next, then we're really going to be living. Um, then we're really going to be doing um, ministry. And I think to some degree that's just, you know, when, when we're younger, this is great now. Um, or actually, quite frankly, um, all, all throughout our lives, this is great now, but we'll start living soon. Um, and then we'll start sort of uh, finding out what I'm supposed to do with my life. Um, what, what God is calling me um, to do. And I'll, and I'll have a greater sense of sort of clarity um, about all of that soon. Um, and one of the great things with both uh, Marilyn Robinson and Wendell Berry, uh, and I'm going to draw from a few, uh, Wendell Berry I think has written about 50 uh, different books uh, and you know, uh, fiction, uh, nonfiction, uh, poetry, essays, sort of the, the, the gamut that he's written. And Marilyn Robinson, uh, similarly, uh, wonderful author. Another guy, but you know, there's only so much time, is uh, Leif Inger. I don't know if any of y'all have ever read uh, any Leif Inger. And I guess what I like about, uh, he wrote uh, two, um, Peace Like a River was his first, and so Brave, Young, and Handsome was his second. And, and what I love about these authors is um, they're, they're, they're theological um, while they're still novelists. Because, you know, the problem is for a lot of us when we try to be theologians, it's kind of heavy um, and, and, and clunky. Uh, and so um, they address wonderfully uh, in their literature the, the grace of God uh, and, and the love of God. And, and they deal with sort of human uh, humanity in, in all of its most beautiful uh, and wonderful uh, and moving and, and touching and also humanity and all of its frailty uh, and brokenness and bondage and, and the entire spectrum. So they just, you know, they, they have uh, all of these novels and these authors um, have, have the gospel and, and they have grace um, that, that flows through them. So 
uh, wonderful, wonderful things. And so one of the things I'd like to say as well is they really seem to recognize the importance of um, community, um, the importance of, of Christian community. And I think that's a message that we could all do well to hear uh, again and again. And actually, I would say not to pat ourselves on the back, uh, we, we could certainly do a lot better. But uh, Christian community, I think, is one of the things that Advent actually does very well. Um, as I say, not that, not that we couldn't do it uh, infinitely better, but part of the challenge, I think, of American Christianity uh, in particular is, you know what, it, it's, it's me and God. Um, it's, it's, it's me and God, and, and, that's, and that's what it's about. Uh, my personal relationship with God and, and my personal salvation. And, and one of the amazing messages of the gospel is a personal relationship with God. I mean, that's one of the absolutely uh, phenomenal messages of the incarnation, of a God who seeks us, uh, who saves us, but also a God who is, uh, as Jesus would describe himself, who's a good shepherd, uh, who knows us and actually calls us by name. Uh, speaking to that, just sort of that wonderful warmth and that intimacy, that that personal knowledge that God has of us and the amazing way in which God enables us uh, to begin to um, to know Him. But one of the things that I think we really miss um, in sort of, in many ways, sort of uh, American culture or certainly, you know, Wendell Berry and some of the others would say, you know, the, the challenges of sort of um, uh, just sort of a, a value sort of based in um, and government and the economy as if they'll save us um, and as if they can give meaning to our lives. But one of the things that's very definite about the Christian community as well, we're called into relationship with God, but we're also very necessarily called into relationship with one another. Uh, and, and we're called into community. Jesus, um, yes, gives his life for our salvation, but Jesus also gives his life for the church. Um, God establishes um, his church. And it, it's, that's not just a sudden New Testament thing. Um, that's something that, that's there throughout um, the Old Testament as well. God calling together a people, calling them into a relationship, him a, a covenant relationship. You know, and I'll be your God uh, and you'll be my people. I will give you um, my name. You can actually um, call upon me. You can actually be um, in relationship with me. This, this profound relational nature of God and the necessity of us being called into relationship with one another in such a way that, as, as Paul would later say, we can't say to one another in the body of Christ, I have no need of you. Um, and how many of you would like to say that to certain people? Um, uh, you, you know, family members, uh, perhaps, uh, workmates, uh, church members, neighbors, um, whom, whomever. Uh, but, but one of the wonderful things that, that both uh, Barry and Robinson capture in their writing is, is, is the grace of God working um, in relationships, the grace of God working in community, the grace of God working sort of both uh, through people but also working on people as well, very flawed people um, like you and like me. Little um, community also is something that I often long for. I've, some of you all have heard and, and may remember uh, when, when people sort of ask me where I'm from, often the answer is yes. Um, because um, my dad was part of what I called the corporate army, uh, and so we moved really often about every three years. So we'd move to a, a, a different community, a different place. Um, that was that was challenging for my sisters and I. It was it was funny. I can I can still visualize it. We we laughed. We were in mom and dad's uh, dining room, and we had had dinner, and we were sitting around, you know, telling old tales uh, as you sometimes do when families get together and uh, remembering things and. Uh, Dad said, well, you know, we moved all the time, and it never bothered y'all. 
Um, it was, <laughs> we're just like, we're glad that's working for you, Pop. Um, you know, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's hardly hard knock life, but I think that's a bit of an overstatement. Um, but yeah, never, never, never phased y'all at all. Um, that's right, just because you're here, so you're fine. Um, and so, but you know, one of the things I know uh, growing up that, that I longed for was just, again, that, 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 sense, of, uh, that sense of connection, of, of, of having roots um, in, a, in a place, having roots within a community, and, and, and the stability that that brings. Um, but of course, as you also know, those of you that have grown up in a place, um, we've lived here now in uh, Birmingham, you know, I guess it's been, uh, I guess it's been 14 years now uh, that, that we've lived here um, in Birmingham and, and lots of family here in town. And, and Paula sometimes wants to say, and sometimes that's overrated. Um, so, you know, sometimes community is fabulous. Sometimes you're like, we've got more community um, than, we're, than we're looking for, uh, than we're looking for right now. Um, but so, you know, where, sort of where we, where we live and, and the call of God to live in community to experience uh, the blessings of that. Because obviously part of the blessing of community is that sense of strengthening one another, is that strength of building um, one another up, is the reality that we all have strengths and weaknesses and, and we're better as, as a whole. That whole imagery of the, of the body of Christ, uh, the different gifts entrusted to the different members under the headship of Jesus and the ways that those come together um, wonderfully to accomplish God's purposes and, and, and the peace that we can have in being uh, a part of something uh, bigger than ourselves. But I think also one of the ways that community works on us as well is, is through, through the challenge uh, of, of community and the ways that it reveals to us our, our selfishness uh, and our um, self-centeredness, the way that it challenges us to be concerned um, for the well-being of another, the way that, that hopefully, ultimately, in some way, our, our hearts are broken um, with, the, with the sense of compassion where we can look upon other people uh, with, with love uh, and, and with grace uh, and, and with compassion. It's in many ways, um, you know, what, what marriage um, has the ability to accomplish, you know, that, that just sort of, you know, Iron sharpening iron um, that, that, that marriage can be, that, that bumping up against one another, having to consider another person um, beyond ourselves. Um, and so some of the different things, um, and I suppose in many ways this, uh, I hope, is, is an invitation for us to consider these things. And, and I hope uh, will be, as, as I share some of the different passages here, will also be an, an encouragement. Uh, and as I share some different things, yes. Uh, from the Bible and, and also from these particular novels, but also hopefully an encouragement um, to you, uh, specifically both individually and corporately, um, to one, trust the movement uh, and, and the sovereignty of God in your life. The, the, the fact that God is um, moving in and, and working through um, your life. One of, the, uh, one of the novels that I'm going to share some from is, is Jaber Crow uh, by, Wendell, by Wendell Berry. I mean, who who doesn't want to read a novel named Jaber Crow? I mean, uh, and I remember uh, all of these, I, I just sort of, I, I don't know how, but just stumbled across um, years ago. And, and like many things, they sort of become um, old friends. And I'll tell you a little bit of the story of him. But, but in, in, in the life of, of Jaber Crow, the, the subtitle here is The Life Story of Jaber Crow, Barber of the Port William Membership, is written by himself. And, uh, and let me just read you, this is priceless, um, the little introduction um, that the author 
that the author gives. And uh, he, he, writes, he writes this. He says, notice, um, persons attempting to find a text in this book will be prosecuted. <laughs> persons attempting to find a subtext in it will be banished. Uh, persons attempting to explain, interpret, explicate, analyze, deconstruct, or otherwise understand it will be exiled to a desert island, the company only of other explainers, um, by order of the author. So it's, it's sort of in some ways kind of a, a, a wonderfully um, winding tale uh, of, of sort of God's grace and, and work in the life of this person, um, Jaber Crow. And, and I would imagine as well, uh, yours and my lives are, and I think this is often so very true, you know, we want, we want straight line lives, or at least we think we want straight line lives. And, and I think the reality is, if we knew well enough, we wouldn't um, want, want straight line lives. Well, we think we, think we want to know um, the future. And it's, it's sort of as, you know, as, as life goes on, we have different experiences. We can say to ourselves, thank God I don't know the future. Um, you know, can you imagine um, if, if, if you knew um, what was coming? Um, but also just sort of what, what may seem um, circuitous, uh, yes, in some ways is, but, but sort of in, in, in God's design and plan, it really is not. Um, it's, it's, getting us, uh, it's getting us to himself, uh, and, it, and it's getting us to the place um, where he desires to be. So one of the things that I hope for you to sort of begin to sort of see and think about and trusting the movement and the sovereignty of God um, in, in your life um, to, for us to explore sort of our, our, our place and, and the relationships um, that we have and, and sort of all the fullness of those. Um, and so, that, you know, that's part of what I invite us to, to think about. So the story of Jaber Crow uh, is, is this. He is um, orphaned at a young age, uh, and he's sort of during the time, uh, during the time of um, the Depression and the World Wars in a rural community uh, in in Kentucky. Um, any of y'all ever watched 30 Rock? Um, as I say, rural community. Do you remember, um, Jenna had this part and it was, she couldn't say rural juror, it was rural juror. Um, she'd, she'd, she'd sing this song about rural juror. Um, so uh, uh, that just, uh, I just thought about that. He's, uh, he's in a, uh, you know, holy thoughts, random thoughts, kind of all, all the above pinging around uh, in there. But he's in a, he's in a rural community. Uh, his, 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 his parents die, and he goes to live with grandparents, and they then die, and he ends up uh, in an orphanage. And, and an interesting thing happens uh, in, the, in the orphanage. Uh, his, uh, his name is shortened uh, to just J. Crow. And so, so basically, you know, he sort of loses, uh, he loses his uh, family. He goes to this orphanage, and he actually loses his name as well as he, as he comes to find out that, that the person in charge Sort of everybody's name uh, is condensed to just their, their first initial. So, you know, he's sort of lost uh, in, in, in so many ways, uh, both sort of family and, and sense of place. Uh, also uh, loses his name as well and becomes J. Crow. And, and he sort of makes his way um, through all of this and uh, actually goes off uh, to seminary to begin to study to be, um, uh, to be a... Uh, a preacher, a, a pastor, uh, and sort of uh, is dealing with all sorts of, of questions and sort of uh, in his discernment feels called um, not to continue to pursue that life. And he comes um, to this little town of, of Port William. And as you might imagine, um, he could use some work uh, and he could use a, a place to um, hang his hat. 
uh, and he becomes uh, at over the period of, of, of this novel, he becomes among things um, the town barber, uh, and he also becomes the um, the janitor uh, for the church and the grave digger. Um, so that's that becomes. Uh, those are his three. And, you know, I mean, those are kind of aspirations of most of us. Um, and so, you know, that's, that's you know, sort of this is not quite how he had, he, he had all planned it out. But interestingly, he becomes, um, as you might imagine, the, the sole barber um, in town. Uh, his, is, uh, his is sort of a, a community hub um, of, of at least, uh, you know, the, the men and the children there in town as, as they come to him and, and begins to sort of not only um, experience um, community, but his, but his heart begins to, um, to be full um, for this community. And he writes, he writes this, uh, he says, telling a story is like reaching into a granary full of wheat and drawing out a handful. There's always more to tell that can be told. As almost any barber can testify, there is also more than needs to be told and more than anybody wants to hear. The story of the next dozen years of my life could be made long, but I want to be careful to offer you only the proper handful, just enough to describe the course that carried me away from the Port William neighborhood and then 12 years later brought me back again to the proper end of my life, to the love of my life, um, Maddie Chatham. And he begins to uh, tell this story, but then I want to share with you this little um, piece here when he talks about coming um, to Port William. And uh, he says this, maybe a lot of people could say the same. I think they could. The squeak between living and not living is pretty tight, but I have had a lucky life. That is to say that I know I've been lucky. Beyond that, the question is if I have not also been blessed as I believe I have. And beyond that, even called. Surely I was called to be, for one thing, a barber. All my real opportunities have been to be a barber, as you'll see, and being a barber has made other opportunities. I've had the life I have had because I kept on being a barber, you, you might say, in spite of my intentions to the contrary. Now, I've had most of the life I'm going to have, and I can see what it has been. I can remember those early years when it seemed to me I was cut completely adrift, and times when, looking back at earlier times, it seemed I had been wandering in the dark woods of error, but now it looks to me as though I was following a path that was laid out for me, unbroken, and maybe even as straight as possible, from one end to the other, and I had this feeling, which never leaves me anymore, that I have been led. I will leave you to judge the truth of that um, for yourself. So I, 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 I love that. I, I think that's um, fabulous, and, and the reason, one of the reasons I share that is finding meaning and contentment, uh, I, I think, is, is a challenge for all of us. Uh, and, and it's something that, that all of us long for, I would say. Every, everyone in this room, regardless of whatever your um, position is, whatever your sort of family occupation, what, whatever it might be, I mean, we, we, we long and we hunger for that sense uh, of, of connection, that sense of contentment, that sense of of completion, and we long to sort of find and to fill that uh, in, in so many ways. And, you know, of course, it's in some ways it's easier early on um, because you think, well, this is now, but, but it'll be different later. Um, but then sort of as time goes on, you think, maybe it's not going to be that different. Uh, maybe this is just kind of, um, this is just in some ways sort of the way it is 
now what? Um, now, now what do we do? Now where do we find ourselves? Now where do we turn for hope? But I love the fact of, as he shares, um, he sort of, sort of saying, hmm, um, I've had the life uh, I have had because I kept on being a barber, you might say, in spite of my intentions um, to the contrary. And there's where I think it comes in trusting in uh, the sovereignty and the movement and the grace of God by the, by the community we find ourselves in, the relationships that we have, the, the vocation, um, whatever it might be, the, the ways that God can and does use that to bring us into contact and relationship with other people. Um, the ways in which that, that can be used wonderfully and powerfully in their lives as well um, as in our own. The, the, the peace and the contentment that can be found in, in, in trusting God as our life unfolds often um, very differently than the way that we think uh, it would have or the way that we think that it, it should have. And I love as well how he goes on to say, but now it looks to me as though I was following a path that was laid out for me, unbroken and maybe even as straight as possible from one end to the other. And I have this feeling, which never leaves me anymore, that I've been led, uh, that, that wonderful um, thing. And, and that's not a stretch for him. And I'd like to say also that it's not a stretch for you and for me um, to feel as if we've been led. Because our, our being led uh, isn't saying, you know what, we're so fabulous. Um, and that's why we're being led. It has to do with the character of God, um, the, the wonderful character of God that desires to lead us and ultimately um, to lead us uh, to himself uh, is what I think we see and what we find. Uh, a friend of mine years ago, and I, uh, some of you may remember, I know I've shared this story before, but it's, it's incredibly powerful. He had um, been in ministry in, in Charleston, South Carolina, and that just had not particularly um, worked out the way that he had thought it would work out, the way that he had hoped it would work out. In many ways, he kind of felt like a failure. Um, he had desired to be a church planner, and he's He's an amazing guy. Uh, I, I love him. I mean, I just genuinely love him. He's an amazing guy. He's a wonderfully gifted guy. He's not a church planner. Um, and, he, and he discovered, you know what? Um, there, there are people that are, um, and, and, I'm, and I'm not that guy. Um, and, and as you might imagine, um, that was a real sort of sense of death and loss for him because, you know, you sort of envision yourself as something, and then you find out that you're not. Um, it's like, well, now what? Um, does that mean do I, do I measure... Uh, my, my worth by that? Do I let that go and say, well, thank you, Lord, for helping me see that I'm not that um, in order that I might you know, begin to go uh, in, another, in another direction? But they moved from Charleston back to Virginia, where he was uh, originally from, he and his wife. And they couldn't sell their home, and so they ended up renting their home. And the home, uh, came to find out from the renters, uh, had termites. Uh, and um, you know, he began to just say, oh, my gosh. And he immediately went into sort of spiral, um, which I, I get. Um, you know, when my car begins to make a sound, I just start to panic. Oh, my gosh, you know, the car's going to die, and it's all over. And, you know, what are we going to do? And it's like, well, you know, you just needed a tune-up. Um, so, but he went into that sort of, you know, spiral, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. And um, he was telling me about this. And he said, and, and part of it was, that, I mean, that is a big deal. And he said, you know, here's the deal. He said, I don't have the money to fix it. He said, you know, I really, I, I, I don't have the money. That's, that's not an exaggeration. And, and he didn't. And he said, and here's the thing as well. He said, not only do I not have the money, no one's going to give me a loan. Uh, and he said, and here's the thing, too, if they gave me a loan, I couldn't pay the loan. So, um, you know, so that, would, that would be sort of, uh, that would not be a gift um, to, to get a loan in this situation. So he, oh, he was falling out, and he said, I began to pray about this. And he said, 
you know, as I began to pray, he said, I really genuinely got a, a, a wonderful sense of, of peace from God. But this is what he shared that I thought was so very powerful. He said, it was as if I heard God saying this, um, you know what, um, Peter, I, I, I love you. Uh, and and, and I've, I've never left you. Uh, I'm, I've never forsaken you. I, I'm not going to start now. Uh, but then uh, this is what he, he heard, which I think is so powerful and true of the Christian life. Uh, God saying, look, I'll give you the next step. Uh, I'll, I'll give you um, the next step. And, and he, I think, is like me uh, and like you. He wanted to know how it was going to turn out. It's like, I want the, I want the final chapter. Um, I, I don't, you know, God, that's great. You're going to give me the next step. But I want to know how it's all going to um, play out um, in the end. But, but wonderfully, um, God said, you know what? I love you. I'm not going to forsake you. I'm going to give you um, the next step. And so uh, th- this book says so much more um, than that. But one of the wonderful things that we, that we see in this is that in surprisingly finding himself uh, in this place and surprisingly finding himself in this position, uh, he, he finds that God had been with him all along. Uh, he, he finds that God had been giving him the next step um, all along. And, and, he, and he finds a, a tremendous um, peace and, and contentment in the midst of that, even, even as also, and this is one of the things that I think uh, Barry captures in his writing that, that, that Robinson captures uh, in, in her writing, that's something that's sort of true as well, uh, of of the message of uh, of the message of God, it's in in learning that God is with them and learning that God is leading them was 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 a huge facet of it. But another thing was uh, basically in living in the same place uh, and being with the same uh, people, uh, their their hearts beginning to break for that community uh, in 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 a in a good way. Uh, and the necessity for that to happen um, for you and for me. And always, uh, I worry it sounds kind of cheesy or hokey um, to, to say that, but I, but I think it's something that must necessarily happen um, in, in yours and my life, uh, to begin to uh, really have the compassion uh, of God and the grace of God and the mercy of God flow into our lives and, and the ability to begin to actually see other people beyond just the facade that, that, they, that they put forward, there's that necessity for us to experience in some ways that, that brokenness um, and, and, and to have a heart that begins to go out to um, the people that we live in relationship with. And, and of course, as I say that, it's not that we suddenly um, are same-like. Um, and that's one of the funny and fun things that he addresses in the book. You know, it's, it's not that he suddenly becomes some, you know, fabulous saint um, beyond reproach, and, and, he, and he recognizes uh, his, his own shortcomings uh, as well, um, but yet uh, he experiences this tremendous uh, gift and this tremendous blessing of, uh, of sort of seeing and experiencing uh, God's grace and God's movement in his life, but also of, 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 uh, of, of learning faith and, and the power of God that works uh, in, in very simple ways and in very simple relationships. I think that's another challenge for you and for me is, and it was the same challenge that was put to Jesus again and again, is people said, you know what, show us something miraculous. Uh, give us a phenomenal sign. Uh, and if you just show us something miraculous, if you just give us one more phenomenal sign, then we'll believe. Our, our, our hearts will be changed. Our minds will be changed. We'll doubt no more. Um, we'll will be with you. But one of the things that he wonderfully captures is about the character of God, the character of God and his love and his grace, um, uh, the way in which he doesn't um, coerce us like a dictator. Um, 
the way in which he doesn't coerce us um, like a dictator, but also the reality is, is this. Um, we, can, we can explain signs away uh, again and again and again, uh, and there's the necessity, um, the transforming of our hearts and our minds that happens uh, in a relationship and ongoing. This is uh, one of the last ones I'll share from this. We'll begin to jump around to some of the others. Um, uh, Barry writes this uh, sort of toward um, the uh, end of the book here. Um, uh, I am a man who has hoped in time that his life and poured out the, at the end would say, good, 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 like a gallon jug of the prime local spirit. I am a man of losses, regrets, uh, and griefs. I am an old man full of love. Uh, I am a man of faith. But faith is not necessarily, or not soon, a resting place. Faith puts you out on a wide river in a little boat, uh, in the fog, uh, in the dark. Even a man of faith knows that, as Burley Coulter used to say, we've all got to go through enough to kill us. Uh, as a man of faith, I've thought a considerable amount about a friend of mine, imagined but also real. Um, I call the man in the well, and he, and he sort of goes on. It's, it's really sort of too long um, to read to you. But he goes on and just talks about, uh, you know, sort of the, the analogy of, of falling into a well and, and feeling trapped in the way that that, the way that that happens in our lives at different times, that we find ourselves in, in circumstances or relationships where we fail. We've, we've fallen down in when we need someone to save us. And in fact, he goes on and, and quotes, you know, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, have, uh, have mercy, uh, he, goes on, uh, he goes on to say. Uh, but he goes on to talk about um, the ways in which um, God had sort of moved to restore, to redeem, um, to, uh, to open... Um, to open his eyes in such a way that that he found um, life uh, in this uh, in this faith and in this uh, relationship. Not that's not really doing justice to um, to the book or to to Barry. Uh, he's a better writer than I am. Uh, it's 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 really good. But by way of introduction, but one of the wonderful things that I think it has to share to us is uh, is is the power and the amazing ways which God works finding our life in a community in the simple relationships and the simple things um, that we do, the way that God sort of leads and guides us um, to that. Two others um, that uh, Marilyn Robinson, one is Gilead. Has anyone ever read Gilead? Uh, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a fabulous, uh, it's a fabulous book, winner of the Pulitzer Prize, um, uh, no less. And, and one of the great things, well, I say one of the great things, um, uh, it's, it's interesting. One of the things uh, about about Gilead, you have a, a minister, and he's actually um, realizes um, that he's at the end of his life. Um, uh, he's he's actually at the end. Of life. One of the great things about the writing of Barry, and, and particularly Marilyn Robinson, is it sort of forces you um, to to slow down um, to a, to a quieter pace. At least for me, I, I can't read Robinson um, quickly. She's a, she's a wonderful um, author. You're sort of forced um, to slow down. You know, thinking about context and place, um, Paul and I have been married now 22 years. Actually, May will be uh, will be 23 um, years for us. And and even I guess you know, sort of reluctantly in marriage, you start to learn um, over time uh, whether you want to or not. And one of the fun things about both sort of Robinson and and Barry is kind of their their slower uh, their slower pace. I'm married to a gal that that doesn't like slow pace, um, and she's kind of a go go go. And I'm not. 
it hasn't even been that many years ago. She says, you know, when, when we retire, I think we need to retire to New York City. Um, uh, so I think that would be, you know, that would be great. There's just so much. She said, you can just sit home, you can read your books, um, and, and, I can, and I can go, go, go. And, and earlier in marriage, I would have taken that as bait. Uh, I'm like, that's the craziest idea I've ever heard of. And now I, and now I just say, well, yeah, that's an idea. Um, that's, 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 that, that's, that's, that's an idea. Thanks, sweetie. Um, we'll think about that. Um, so, but, but wonderful books in the way that they in, in, invite us um, uh, to, to slow down. But he, uh, he's, it's, it's interesting. It's, it's a very, he marries um, late in life, uh, this, this woman that just sort of appears um, out of nowhere. And in fact, I've, I haven't started yet. Uh, she's just, uh, her most recent book is Lila. Yeah, I, I have it. It's on, you know, it's on. It's in my stacks um, of, of books that I'm not reading uh, at the moment. But I'm doggone it. It's there next to my bed, and I'm, I'm going to. I love to get there. Um, so uh, yeah, if uh, uh, so, I'm on my, I'm on my way. Yeah, definitely want to want to read that one wonderfully. But he's coming to the end of his life, and, it, and it's very. Um, it, yeah, this is a word that can be overused, but, it, but it's poignant as he's writing a letter um, to his young son knowing that he's not going to be there. Uh, and so he's very sort of thoughtfully sort of sharing history uh, as, as best he can. But, but more than that, you know, the things that, uh, that you'd hope to, to impart to one you love um, and, and doing it uh, sort of in a, in a very wonderful uh, and, and deliberate way. It's, it's kind of a journal of sorts um, that, that he's... That he's that he's writing, and he talks about um, the, one of the. It's you know funny and moving at at, at the same time. He, he talks about uh, he talks about the church and uh, his his ministry there, and, and some things um, that uh, that the congregation is going to do. And he says, you know, he says, I know they're planning to pull it down. They're waiting for me out, which is kind of them. So so I know they're going to do this, but they're waiting for me um, to go. But but just in this whole thing. You see about the tremendous power that can be found uh, in in Christian community, and when when God sort of moves in our hearts, and the ways in which when He begins to open our eyes, just at, at least little by little um, toward others. And He talks about walking around at night. You know, it's a small town, and when He can't sleep, He goes out uh, goes out for a walk uh, around the town, um, praying for the people. Uh, in, in the different homes in the community. And he writes this, People are always up in the night with their colicky babies and their sick children, or fighting or worrying or full of guilt. And of course, the milkmen and all the people on early shifts and late shifts. Sometimes when I walk past the house of one of my own families and saw lights on, I think maybe I should stop and see if there was a problem I could help with. But then I decide it might be an intrusion and I'd go on past the Boutons' house, too. It was years before I really knew what was troubling them, close as we had always been. It was on the nights uh, I didn't sleep at all and I didn't feel like reading that I'd walk through town at 1 or 2 o'clock. In the old days, I could walk down every single street past every house in about an hour. I try to remember the people who lived in each one and whatever I knew about them, which was often quite a lot, since many of the ones who weren't mine were Boutons, and I'd pray for them. And I'd imagine peace they didn't expect and couldn't account for descending on their illness or their quarreling or their dreams. Then I would go into the church and pray some more and wait for daylight. 
I've often been sorry to see a night end, uh, even while I've loved seeing the dawn come. Uh, just that, that, that wonderful uh, thought of, uh, of being connected in a place such as, as praying for the people um, within that community, imagining peace they didn't expect and couldn't account for descending on their illness uh, or their quarreling um, or, their, or their dreams. Uh, the, the tremendous prayer that there, excuse me, the tremendous power um, that, that there is uh, in prayer. And, and I say just kind of as an aside, but, uh, but an important aside, you know, with the trials that Paul and I have been going through, we've experienced in many ways a, a peace that, uh, that I would say undeniably comes from, from prayer. Um, just the ways in which that is unknown to us descended upon us, uh, giving us a, a strength and a peace, which, which I know we don't have, and that's not false modesty. That's just no, that's for real. Um, a, a grace uh, with the situation, a grace with one another, a strength and a peace that comes from uh, sort of prayers lifted up and, and prayers descending, and, and, and the power of that uh, in, in a community um, where we're in relationship with one another. Just one more, and then I'm going to share uh, finally uh, from Scripture as we just sort of think about the ways in which um, God is moving and working in our lives when we can and we can't see, the ways in which God um, is, is trustworthy, and the ways in which it's, it's worthwhile um, living in community, even though it's challenging, even though it sometimes uh, breaks our hearts, recognizing uh, the necessity um, for that. Uh, and this is from uh, another one of Marilyn Robinson's uh, books, uh, which is entitled Home. Um, and, and, and home is kind of powerful and in some ways is kind of tongue-in-cheek as well in that um, uh, Glory uh, is uh, the name of the daughter who's, who's basically forced to return home to care for her father um, in, in his final years. Um, and so it had not been her, her plan or her intention. And, and to some degree, it was, it was sort of to her shame that she was the one that was most available. Um, so it's like the others had excuses um, and she didn't. She's like... I'm a loser. I didn't have an excuse. The others say, gosh, Dad, I'd love to come home and I'd love to move back home and take care of you, but I just can't. And her situation is like, I can. Um, and so she moves um, back home and, and begins to um, care for her father, uh, initially reluctantly, but again, uh, sort of in that wonderful way in which God is trustworthy in the ways that our life moves, uh, coming to experience in that a tremendous blessing. But her brother, um, Jack, comes home. Jack, the, very much the, the prodigal, um, prodigal son, uh, comes home. And uh, his, her father, um, you know, the, the saying sort of, you're only as happy as your least happy child. Um, her, her, uh, her, her father's heart had always particularly gone out um, to Jack just because Jack was so troubled um, seemingly from day one. And as you might imagine, there was sort of, resentments and frictions within the family and those relationships as a result of his seeming to uh, be concerned more um, for his, his son Jack. <laughs> Unfortunately, it was just because Jack was so bad he consumed him um, and, his, and his intention and his interest. And they're out working in the garden together uh, and Jack gets a splinter in his hand. You know, sound the alarm. Um, Jack gets a splinter in his hand, but her dad just, oh my gosh, he falls all, all out. You know, we've got to do something uh, we've got to do something about this and, you know, uh, what are we going to do? And so uh, I, I share this with you. Um, uh, let's see. Uh, here, 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 we, here we go here. Um, they're 
in the kitchen now, uh, and and they're and they're talking. Uh, she said, "That's Donnie McIntyre's son and his grandson. You might remember him. He was Luke's age, and good old Reverend Ames has a boy of his own. I understand. Yes, he does, and a wife. Marriage seems to agree with him." He said, "What did people think of all that?" Uh, and it's funny because. Uh, her books are set in Ames, and so they, this is sort of referring now to Gilead, so that it's all sort of wonderfully intertwined. Uh, yes, he does, and a wife. Married seems to agree with him. He said, what do people think of that? I guess there was some talk, but um, who could begrudge him? Papa has felt a little neglected. He and Ames used to spend so much time together. Jack dropped the butt of his cigarette and stepped on it. I'd better make myself useful, he said, and went off to stand among um, the irises uh, and the urban... Shoes. I'm sorry, I was reading the wrong page. I'm like, huh, that's uh, now, here we go. I'm like, and so what am I going to say about this? Um, now, I'm on the, now I'm on the right page. I, I, as I read books, there's something that catches my eye. I just sort of flipped the corner down, but it was just very slightly. So now this will make a lot more sense. Um, and those days, this is Gloria and Jack now, uh, the brother that in many ways she resents uh, and at the same time loves. Uh, just sort of, he's always been sort of distant and, and, and difficult, uh, just kind of in, in himself, a person who's not at, at, at rest, someone she loves and wants to be close to, but finds it difficult to be close to. And this is uh, her description. He was a restless, distant, difficult boy. Then 20 years passed without hardly a word from him, and now here he was in her kitchen, offering her his wounded hand, still damp with washing, smelling like lavender and lye. They sat at the table, and she took his hand to steady it, a slender hand, still unsteady, with a few blisters rising on it from the work he had done that morning, cigarette stains. He noticed her scrutiny. Do you read palms, he asked. No, <laughs> but if I did, I would say that you have a splinter through your lifeline. <laughs> he laughed. I believe uh, you have may. Yeah, I believe you may have found um, your calling. Uh, such an interesting uh, Im- image to me. You know, you have you have a splinter um, through your lifeline, in, in many ways, sort of describing his brokenness and challenges specifically, but also just you know the the brokenness and challenges of uh, of of the human condition, the the, the splinter uh, in the lifeline in in all of us, but. Uh, as I think about that uh, wonderful imagery as well, and I'm guessing this is probably um, not lost uh, on Robinson, um, the, the splinter, the, the, the wood of the cross um, that also um, wonderfully stands um, in our lifeline and ultimately, uh, and ultimately brings life. Uh, and so in, in all of these books I was going to share, uh, but, but time, is, uh, time is up here, I was going to share as well uh, from the story uh, of, uh, of of Jacob uh, becoming uh, becoming Israel and that and that grappling and that wrestling with God and in that brokenness, uh, but then ultimately uh, after his running and running and running and his returning home, finally ultimately in that brokenness, actually finding peace um, in in relationship um, with God and finding peace in relationship with his with his family and his and his past and as he's. His name is asked um, by the angel, by the messenger from God. And, and Jacob, um, giving his name, it's actually a confession as well. Uh, his, his name meaning heals, his name meaning supplanter, his name meaning um, snatcher. By, by giving uh, his name, it's actually a, a confession as well. And, and in his returning, uh, in his being drawn back after his circuitous journey, actually returning um, home to the Father and finally, for the first time, even in his brokenness, uh, experiencing peace and wholeness 
um, for, for the first time. And in this wonderful imagery of this splinter uh, and Jack's lifeline, uh, one of the wonderful things is we live in, in community with one another. The thing that is, uh, that is central is, is the cross of Christ, is his, is his death and his resurrection, the way in which God and his love and his mercy seeks us and calls us into a relationship with himself. And it enables us to be reconciled um, to him and, and calls us uh, as a community of faith to live with and, and begin to be um, reconciled with, with one another, not through our own power, but through his. Um, well, it's time. Um, it's, it's time. Thank you for deep thoughts uh, with Jack Hanley um, this morning. So um, let, me, uh, let me offer a prayer as we go forth. Heavenly Father, we, we do give you great thanks and praise that you call us together as a community, uh, that all of the, the struggles and the blessing that that entails and the ways that you work through all of that. We thank you, Lord, also that uh, in Jesus, your son, you promised not to leave us as orphans, but that you would send your Holy Spirit to be our guide and our spirit of truth, our advocate and our comforter. Pour out your Holy Spirit upon us, we pray, that as we um, walk through this life that we might uh, be drawn to you, that we might know of our being guided by you, that you might draw us to you and to one another. And these things we ask in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen.